Welcome to Organize Anything with Colette Robichaud on 105.9 Seaside FM. Hello, I'm Krista Cook and Colette Robichaud, the organizing coach from Organize Anything, is here with me today to talk about preparing for vacation. Welcome, Colette. Oh, it's great to be here again, Krista. Nice to chat with you about planning for vacation, something we all love to be on vacation, but maybe the planning for it is the part we don't love as much. You're right. And especially right about now, everyone's thinking somewhere hot already. Now, planning a vacation can be very exciting. What are some of your tips in the process of organizing a vacation or trip? Well, it is very exciting. And for me personally, travel is one of my biggest passions, along with getting people organized. And you can definitely have a much more successful vacation or travel if you are organized. And that means getting ready, getting there and and having everything you need when you are there. Now packing and organizing do go hand in hand. What would you suggest to make sure we don't pack too much? Because I have this problem. I always overpack. Somebody told me a rule of thumb, and I'd like to check this with you, that when you pack, then take half out what you think you won't use and then take another half out that's what you'll really use when you pack well that that depends on on the people and i've worked with a lot of clients that that rule definitely would be in effect some might not have to half it half it again but definitely we tend to overpack more than underpack and one consideration there if you're going to countries like the u.s or or within canada a lot of times if you didn't have something you can always buy it i know Mm. i've done a lot of third world travel and places where people are definitely a lot smaller than me and I couldn't always buy it. So then it's more of a consideration to make sure you you pack smarter. But, um, but yeah, definitely uh, planning uh, your packing is very important. If I know I'm going away, I probably start thinking about it really a week in advance. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll make my lists and I'll try to get in my mind, sort of do the organizing part before I do the packing part. But I'm sure you have some tips because if you are a bit of a pack rat, such as mm-hmm. myself... I really could use some tools in making sure I don't need to take everything but the kitchen sink. For sure, for sure. And usually the everything but the kitchen sink amounts Mm. to a lot of extra clothes. The other things, not so much. Although I have seen some people that, you know, have the extra, every utensil for your hair, you know, flat irons, rollers, hair dryer, like so many extra things. And these days, again, know where you're going and what's provided there. If they have the hair dryer in the room, a lot of that stuff, a lot of times the hotels can provide you with so much house coats. You know, they can press your clothes, they can launder your clothes. Um, one of the places to start is to really know what the activities are on that trip. So it might be a little different when I'm working with business travelers on how to, you know, make that smaller. We, we figure out what's going on. Is it a conference? Will there be a gala? Will you be doing any sporting activities or shopping that you need to walk around. So first off, whatever trip you're doing, know what you're doing, you know, what you're doing during that trip. And then from there, it, it's great to start working from a prime piece of, uh, of clothing. That's what I say. Pick your basic something sort of dark always works well, mm-hmm. dark browns or, dark, or, or black and use that as your base and go, go out there. Okay, I've done that thinking. I know what I'm doing. I think I know what I should mm-hmm. be taking, but I still have that feeling of, oh my gosh, I better take this. I might need it. Right. Uh, we work a lot like that. It's sort of in our homes with the clutter I work with. I might use it. I might need it. Mm-hmm. And again, truthfully, these days I know because I've even gone over quite a few times lately coming back. They're very strict. A lot of times I go to conferences, I come back with you know, books and things like that. Oh, yes. And they're very strict these days about the weight. So we want to be careful. But I really suggest that you start a checklist that you keep on going. And with the computer, I've been working on 
mine for years. I add things in. I take it out. So not only is a checklist of the things to take, but it's also sort of a checklist of things to do before you go as well, you know, what you have to do before you get out. But what you said about getting ready a week early, I usually throw my suitcase out in the spare room and get it out there and have my packing list and start looking at looking at it. But to have those base colors and work out from there, also something I learned 10 years ago before I started my business, I did a, a trip around the world for three and a half months. Ah. So I had to pack for very hot climates, you know, over a hundred. And I also had to be prepared. I was going to do the Everest base camp trek. So I had to be prepared for colder and hiking boots and all that this sort of thing. This would be a packing nightmare for me. Well, I started off with a little banker's box because I knew I would have a knapsack <laughs> and I started off a month early putting things in and seeing how quickly that would fill out and taking things out. So what I learned packing for that trip and also during that trip is that less truly is more. And I had bought a pair of those pants that zip off, you know, into shorts and the Yes. light fabric. And normally I wouldn't wear them so much, but it just made me really conscious of what clothing works for travel. And now one of the things I took away from that, I, I like a lot of the clothing that is almost like aerobics wear. And during that trip, I learned how easy it is to rinse out your clothes and dry them out and wear them the next day. And I practice that now on, on my trips quite often, that I just take a minimal amount and I do a little bit of laundry in the room and you're you're good to go. You can always... Always easier to do that than to be overpacking if you want to make oh, it you're easy. Right. You're so you right. I I also like to think of, you know, as you mentioned, even with a base color is double duty. Oh, double duty is the key word. It's just what can you do with that? I even find now when I say I like a lot of those lycra materials, they're sort of a shell under my suit jacket, mm -hmm. and then I'll wear them to go to the gym the next day or something like that. So that double duty, and then they're a nice fabric that I can rinse out, and then it's good for another time as well. So think about how you can do that. A nice stretch black pants can work well because you can dress it up and you can dress it down. Always a comfortable item on the plane. And I highly suggest people always take jeans and a T-shirt. I think those are terrible things to travel with. Jeans oh. are way too heavy. Mm -hmm. If they get wet, you can't dry them. Horrible. They take up a lot of room. They're really not multi-they're not multi-function. Multi and white, I know from my trip, as I said, <laughs> that I did around the world, uh, white would not have been very clean, <laughs> clean rinsing yeah. it out over again. I, I know I had gone somewhere and got a free white t-shirt and I hadn't seen white in, in so long. I was like, wow, that's what white looks like. But but I'm not a believer in white because it's not forgiving. So no. even if you have a, you know, a darker t-shirt on, you get a little sip of coffee, you're on the plane or you're traveling a little bit, that's pretty forgiving for a while. But if you have sort of lighter colored clothing, yeah. it's not forgiving. You know, if you, we think we're going on that little Caribbean trip and we've got our white pants or our white shorts and things, it sounds nice, but to be more practical, I suggest keeping with the, you know, some of those dark colors and maybe punching them up with some other colors that you can interchange. But and accessories, we can't oh, forget yes. the accessories. As women, we know that we can uh, we can pretty much add a different, uh, I don't know, a different flair. Yeah, one of my big fans for the ladies is the pashminas, and of course I've oh, purchased beautiful. a few of those in my travels. But I find them great for for everything from sitting on my lap when in the, in the hotel rooms freezing. Mm -hmm. So you go to these warm countries, and it's like, oh, isn't that great? I was just in in LA for a conference isn't that great you're going somewhere really warm but I'm in a cold hotel room so they're great to sit over my lap to keep me a little warmer on the plane I almost you know can put them over my head and yeah. get the oh, sunlight yeah. out yeah. it's just you know it's warmer and then it's a shawl in the evening so things like that can work really really well is it better to plan a vacation by yourself or 
Go to a travel agent and have them plan it for you. Well, I'm a real believer in having professionals help you out because it lowers the risk in anything. And if you're just booking a trip, you know, inside your own country and it's one stopover, you're you're pretty safe to, you know, pull that off of the website and do it. Right. But I know when you start doing more international travel, just even from, you know, Canada to the U.S., I've been stuck running through customs and thinking I had enough time and getting stuck. And you really want to be sure that, that you can, you know, know what's going on. And even just the switching airlines, the baggage, what you can carry on for carryover and th- carry on and things like that is different. So a professional doesn't hurt. And also, if you have it booked with a professional, some of those tickets matching up, if you buy them in isolation, oh, I'll get that ticket in be in here. If one of the flights gets missed, that means that whole leg can be canceled. There's just different things that we don't know about if we're not in the travel business. So it doesn't hurt. If we're doing one package, you know, and, and buying that as a package, sometimes that's great, but it doesn't hurt to talk to the professionals. If you want to lower the risk and if you, you know, aren't on a schedule to get back and things like that, maybe it's fine. But for a lot of us, bring the professionals in if it's more than a, you know, more than a couple of legs sometimes. I definitely agree because one of the other things I discovered even going away this summer, I don't travel very often and I have a fair bit of questions even in terms of what you can pack now. I understand mm. you can research this. I understand you can go to lists, but you have that insurance by yeah. having an expert who is able to tell you, you know, it's right. Yeah. And uh, there's just a confidence level. Yeah. They can give you the tips. Often your travel professionals also have been to that destination and the very hotel and they can let you know a little bit more about it. And, and you know, it's always much better. We see the beautiful pictures in the brochure, but mm-hmm. how nice is it when you're sitting in front of someone and say, you know what, this, hotel's great, but I found this little restaurant around the corner or something like that, or here's something you should know. Or pictures that may not actually reflect oh. the true facade of oh, the building. That's very common. Uh, that's one of my standing jokes with a, if someone comes back, <laughs> if I come back from a vacation, they say, how was it? I said, the hotel had a great photographer. So see, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's the other thing. A, a travel agent, you know, she can just assure you because yes. as you said, they, yes. they've oh. been there. A lot of times they have, and that's why they can make that recommendation. Or there's many other people within that, you know, within that agency that have or have as well. So, yes, I like having someone look after me. For I sure, think that that uh, yeah, it, the comfort to travel. It takes away something that I don't have to be nervous about. Well, and this is a, you know, something usually that we do once a year and it's very big to us. We've saved extra money and sometimes that means we've done without something else to do it. So we want to minimize that risk. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So how can you ensure that you stay on a regular exercise and eating schedule when on vacation? Now, this is crucial. Went to a conference years ago, first time away, did everything wrong, didn't drink enough, couldn't sleep, didn't eat properly, didn't rest properly. I was a mess. Mm -hmm. By the end of five days, I came home in terrible shape. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a big learning exercise for me. Could you please help folks in telling them how important and some suggestions? Sure. Well, one thing is to be as rested as possible before you go and to recognize that our body likes our natural schedule. So if we were, if we did exercise, if we do eat certain foods, if we do eat our bran every morning and then we go away and we don't, our yeah. body rejects that. I know my, one of my biggest things is that, especially at conferences, it's a little better with some of the other things. I just don't get the vegetables I need. They oh, may look cute great. on the plate when you have three little Barbies. 
Barbie doll style carrots and all these cute little things. But normally I've got a nice big plate of vegetables and salads and things like that. So one of my tricks in that regard is I try to stock up on the fruit and see uh, when I get in, I look for a local grocery store nearby. There's usually something, even if it's, you know, a little higher end and you're paying more money, but I try and get myself a bowl of fruit and even I'll buy carrot sticks or something. They often have some little things like that if you can get to a grocery store and have that on hand because I just find a lot of times you're just not making that happen. So stick to your routine. Take some good healthy snacks in your room. Your times for eating may be different. You know, recently I had that four-hour time zone. I fly out tomorrow morning and I'll have a three-hour time zone. And you want to think about that because when you're over hungry because of that time change, things, weird things will happen to you and you'll eat things you wouldn't normally eat. You also get dehydrated. So if you're going directly to a cocktail reception, you may even just drink your wine faster or that beverage faster just because you're really thirsty. So keeping hydrated, you know, the air on the plane, traveling, all of that stuff, we tend to forget about it. And uh, really important to try and get that good nutrition in and those fluids in. And the sleep. Now, that is a bit of a challenge because for a lot of people, you know, your own bed is where you sleep best. Mm -hmm. Any suggestions in what to do? I really, it's not that I didn't want to go to sleep. I just had such difficulty getting to sleep and then sort of maintaining it. So over the course of five Mm -hmm. days, it continued to build. Mm -hmm. Well, you have to notice what might keep you awake. Like I'm very light sensitive. So most of the hotel rooms are okay because they have the blackouts. So that can work for me. But the noise can be a big issue for us Mm. as well. So even planning ahead to make sure you're away from the elevators and the ice machines, things like that. I wouldn't have thought of that. And if you can ask for a room ahead of time that keeps you away from those, and often those would be at the end of a hallway. So you have to say, is this a quicker route? Like if you have issues with walking too far, that's not a good choice. And sometimes it's just balancing what do I want more, the quiet or not. I always travel with uh, earplugs. And mm-hmm. I also have those little light, the little eye mask that I put on oh, on the plane okay. now too. I'm even like, I'm preparing to try and get as relaxed as possible. The other thing some of you, that you can do too is even, you know, some people I see traveling with their own pillow. If you don't have the room for that, even your pillowcase or a little towel, something even with your, your, your odor from home gives you that, lulls you in. But think about, um, you know, having that wind down time. A lot of time when we're on vacation, we're coming in or for me, I don't have a TV in my bedroom at home. So I'm flipping, oh, what a treat, TV in bed. Right. And then I just can't turn it off and get to sleep because I'm not used to doing that at home. So there's all those sort of things to try and keep your routine warm, cool down a little bit, have a cup of tea and think about that. But something comforting from home, even yeah. if you can do a little pillow or something like that with you or even a pillowcase and some people do take even sheets to put over their bed for a variety of reasons. It also takes discipline you really really have to consciously do some of this stuff. It's very easy to get pulled into you know a conference where things are just you're going from morning to night oh, and for then sure. you go in your room and you're going gee I wonder why I can't sleep. Well right. you just revved up from 12 day, you know 12 hours and mm-hmm. uh, not having eaten properly, not right. having had the meals at the times you had Discipline, I I definitely, I'm more aware now. And one of the other things that if you think about it, and I know uh, certain areas that I do this, I do this a lot more as well. We tend to take more coffee breaks when we're on vacation because a lot of times you're looking for a place to use the bathroom. You want to rest your feet. So even if you're a one or two cup of coffee gal or guy at home, you might find yourself consuming a little bit more. I know, uh, you know, you want to sit down. I know a trip that I made to Paris, we were hard to find a bathroom. So we were sitting down the cafe whenever we could and, and that sort of thing. 
everything and I was enjoying the little espressos because I wanted to enjoy the culture. So think about those sort of things and how that's really affecting you as well if it's it's a problem with sleep. If you are sleep sensitive at all, you've got to think, what am I going to do that's really going to help me to sleep? And sometimes, too, we drink more alcoholic beverages when we're on vacation. And truthfully, they may get us to sleep quickly, but they also can wake us up a few hours later as well. So something to think of in that regard. True. A very healthy trip and lifestyle is very important. You're listening to Organize Anything with Colette Robichaux. We'll be right back on 105.9 Seaside FM. This is Organize Anything with Colette Robichaux on 105.9 Seaside FM. Welcome back. I am here with Colette Robichaux, the organizing coach of Organize Anything. We were chatting about preparing for vacation. What are some things, Colette, that people most commonly forget to do for vacation? Well, I think people will think in terms of getting away and, you know, getting what they have to pack and things, but... They have to also recognize that the host needs some preparation and while they're away, really get things together there. And, you know, again, to have that checklist of things you have to do around the host before you go away. I, I need it in a list because as much as I do it a lot, I still need to, to think about it. And ideally, having someone stay your, in your house is great because there's lots of people out there waiting to look for an empty house, whether you have an alarm or not. You, mm. you know, it's better not to have, have that happen. We can use sort of timers to have the lights, lights coming on. But remember, you know, about your mail is going to be there. Yes. Also, the, you know, the mail a lot of times is tucked away in the mailbox, but these flyers that arrive that are just thrown on is, is a real sign if someone's sort of, you know, scoping out the neighborhood and it's, you know, it's it's there on the step and says, gee, I think that's there. There's all of a sudden there's two or three of them. So to have someone coming by and picking up your mail, also check your insurance policy because a lot of the policies require that someone is in the house within a period of time. So if something happened like a frozen pipe or something, you know, happened that would hurt your house, it might make it null and void if you if you didn't have someone checking on it. So that's a big thing that people forget and one that's quite important and costly to you. So having someone stay there, great. At least have a, someone that you can count on that says they're going to be there regularly to have a check. Even if there's people, you know, the neighbor just pull the flyers off when you see them. Mm-hmm. If they, you know, when they see theirs, they can pull yours off. And speaking of neighbors, one thing to be careful of too is to say, hey, I'm off to Bermuda for two weeks and they tell the whole neighborhood and, you know, he's out for his walk and he's like, oh yeah, that gal down there isn't she lucky she's going for Bermuda <laughs> yeah. he goes in and tells someone else as he's sitting and having his coffee and it can really spread so not only with sort of that word of mouth but these days a lot of people are making the big mistake of on Facebook saying hey great come on on out robbers mm-hmm. I'm away I'm away on my trip for two weeks so it's nice that you can sort of tell people maybe after right. the fact a little bit and just think about how that can work but you, you can never be too safe and we know we were excited and we want to tell people about our trip but really think about what that impact can can be um you know now if somebody is away for the summer they might want to stop their cable oh for sure and you want to make sure that it's worthwhile with the cost of taking it out and putting it back on or some you know turning off the pipes and things like that and what the repercussions are so before you sort of do some of that stuff and just see it sounds like a good idea really check it out and do the math on seeing how it works and seeing that you know it 
like for me to go and turn off pipes or something like that, not going to work. You don't, you don't mess around with that. So yes, turning off, stopping mail. Usually a lot of the papers are very good about stopping them and starting them again. So things to think about there. I like another, uh, another thing that you mentioned earlier about having a car in the yard, Mm. not something that you may think of immediately, but of course it, it, it makes sense. Yeah, well, not that I know the profile of the the host, the person who breaks into homes, but I can only imagine if you have a, you know, a vehicle that they've noticed if they're looking at a certain certain neighborhood to get, you know, people's routines oh, and yes. stuff like that, a car in the yard would be great. And this might be an opportunity that you could let someone else with a couple of cars, you know, say, do you mind if you're not using your car to park it there? Just something to think about or come and drop in and say, you know, go watch a movie or go just, you know, leave your car for there a while and, and go around and do something else. So you want to show things different, turn on the lights, maybe they go out and go go for a coffee in your neighborhood, walk over or take a cab even. You just want to show that, that, that there's some activity. Now, what are some of the things you can prepare for while you're on vacation in case of an emergency? Well, one of my favorite tips is to always have a copy of your passport. I, I bring a couple copies with me and don't always take my passport out when I'm walking around, but it doesn't hurt to have it. A lot of times you can walk, you know, lock up your passport and you're safe, but you'd be surprised when you're in different countries, how much you use your passport for different things. And we don't think about that as much here, but if you lose your passport when you're abroad, it's, quite difficult to make things happen you know we have our embassies and places like that that can that can help us out but uh, really to have the numbers and a picture and something even to start from and you could have that document scanned in at home that you're making a call to someone I know years ago I kept it in my hotmail account and, and, and knew I could pull it out that way so that's that's a really great great way to go the other one is to have a sort of a copy of your itinerary of where you're going to be so if your suitcase gets lost and I you know you have that on top of your suitcase if they open it and all your tags are ripped off so they know where you're going to be next if you're moving around oh, and okay. at this hotel and so it's sort of that briefing sheet that you know I always leave one for my mom and things like that this makes her feel good she can follow along where I am but by the time I type that up it can go in my uh, it can go on top of my suitcase and my emergency numbers of people from my brother to my mom to my boyfriend whatever wonderful idea and you can use that you know your your contact sheet with your hot numbers like that can be used time and time again but you want to save as much time uh, I know I've lost luggage a lot and when you're you know if there's any way that they're going to open it up and look if everything else is missing at least they'd say oh well why am I sending it here when she's actually moved on somewhere else and they've got the numbers and everything's available. Now if someone's taking a longer vacation as mentioned it could be uh, could be for summer could be for winter how can someone condense those travel items in an organized manner to make it all fit? So there, there are theories out there. If you roll the clothes, that makes more room, and it's better to use that. There may be those that stack it, you know, sit on the suitcase to squish it shut. What do you do? Well, I think everyone sort of has to find their own niche with that. I'm really big at, you know, sort of stuffing those little extra things in my shoes, like the underwear and the socks, sitting the shoes back to back, and really looking at every nook and cranny in there that it's used. Again, we have to think about weight because that's a big issue yes. with us now. But you just want to make sure that things are used. If the suitcase is too big 
and there's room left you know, around. Things will float around a lot and be more wrinkled in things. So things actually stay better if you're worried about wrinkling, which I usually find you end up having to iron when you get there. So mm-hmm. I don't worry about that. A lot of people no. get this stuff ready. I'll worry about that when I need it on the other end. But if you... Um, you know, tissue paper is one of those things they say that will keep your clothes whatever. That's but nice. also the dry cleaning plastic. Mm, if you I even just heard this yeah, recently. if you even put that through, that really helps a lot as well. So for men's shirts, if they just you know, a lot of times a guy can travel quite easily with his suit and throw a few extra shirts in his briefcase, and you know, we can they do have it. it easier. They have it a little easier. We're a little <laughs> more high maintenance, need a few more accessories. But just even if they're you know, for them ahead of time, they might even get some of the shirts boxed at the dry cleaner a little differently. But just to wrap some of that dry cleaning uh, plastic around things that that will definitely help but looking at where the holes are in the suitcase and making that work I was uh, traveling in uh, the Middle East and there was a gal there that says she always springs a lot back and she puts uh, potato chip bags in because they're big and puffy so they keep the rooms and it gives her a snack when she arrives there so I had never thought of that before so it puffs it out so and whether they're broken or not but it just fills it out so that's where you get into trouble when things are bouncing around you can you know break things if there's breakables but it's better to have that sort of filled out a little bit so you know thinking of that so a lot of times you know people want to come back with more you know definitely definitely come back yeah so you want to leave a little more the other thing with that is I guess you could have a little travel pillow blown up in there or something but or not use the pockets that are the outside of your suitcase going and then you know on the way back what I tend to use my outside pockets for is that's where I tend to put my dirty laundry as it you know comes available is just sort of throw things in there so you know think about that a little bit and that sort of helps you I would have really liked that potato chip idea years ago when I went (laughs) to Jamaica because I was uh, I was pregnant when I was in Jamaica and I was craving potato chips they don't have potato chips in Jamaica Mm -hmm. I have to say, I paid $6 U.S. Yes. for a can of Pringles. Yes. I would have really liked those potato chips yeah. if I would have had those. And, you know, and that's the thing to think about, too, if you're packing. And there are regulations about what sort of food and things you can take into places. But, you know, if you're a, you know, a peanut butter gal and you oh. like that and you, you have your brand, like, why not throw it in, in the suitcase and, and take something with you? And it's part of the comfort of yeah. home, right? And, it, you know, it, or you might have your favorite cereal that you like in the morning and, and if you're used to it. And, and there's no big deal about taking that with you a lot of us really like our routine and like to have some regular things like that so not to worry pack it and you know these days most of the hotels have little fridges whether they're the mini bar or not you can always get a little extra milk in there or order your milk from room service and and have your regular cereal or take a jar of peanut butter with you I know before they had the coffee machines in the room I used to travel with a little tiny tea kettle and I'd have my little oatmeal or a little cup of soup or a noodle or something that Mm -hmm. I'd have because again with that time change you know, things were a little off, and I always felt very comfortable with my instant oatmeal. It could be a meal, it could be a breakfast, it could be a meal. So that was one thing that I used to, and it, it did fill up a little in the suitcase, but I really enjoy traveling like that. No, I, I definitely, I have to take stuff from home in terms of, uh, you know, not so much, I guess, if you're traveling in your own country, mm-hmm. But especially traveling outside, like I didn't know Jamaica wouldn't have potato chips. Yeah, that's but, a, that's uh, what we find out a lot. That some of those little, it's more the a lot of the food items. And truly, if you you know run out of shampoo, the hotel always has it or things like that. It might not be your perfect shampoo, but you know what? It, most of the time, the time that that works just fine anyway. So well, and that's part of that's part of the thrill of the travel and being yeah. on holiday, not necessarily yeah. having everything like home. Right. One of the things I find the ladies uh, ladies do a little. bit 
bit is they they don't content, condense their sort of toiletry makeup kit oh, enough. So yes. I often <laughs> I often talk to my gals, especially I work with a lot of people traveling on business about having a separate toiletry box makeup kit that's just for traveling. So it's not like they have to take everything from their cupboards and pull it out. And what I suggest too is like have, you know, if you have your liquid foundation, when it's getting down that it's almost empty, take that and make that your travel one and buy a new one for home. So you're not taking a full bottle if anything happened to it and it's happy. Great to have smaller versions of things. A lot of times we get that gift with purchase. And if if it's something you use, you know, regularly and it's your color, throw it in, you know, to take with you. But, you know, a lot of those things may Maybe something you're not used or the smaller size, even there's little lipsticks, there's there's little extra facial creams, there's all kinds of little things that you can use as your as your travel thing. But keep that as a separate kit and then you don't have to worry about redoing things. A lot of times we've got so much stuff, so think about doing that. And I find another good trip when we're talking about having so much in our suitcase and what do you have? I know we all have beautiful little um, toiletry bags, but you know, there's nothing oh. there's there's nothing like a Ziploc bag, whether the small <laughs> sandwich type, the snack or or the big freezer type. These things work wonders for us taking our things, you know, your sunscreen. You get to see it. Yeah. You're not searching for it. It is so true. We're all, we, uh, I'm sure there's quite a few women who, uh, we, we have these lovely bags for when we travel, but the practicality of them may, well, won't be as a no. bag. And what happens is there are these big bags that are like a little mini suitcase. People keep throwing more and more in. They never get to the bottom of them. So they're they're pretty weighty, you know, if you're if you're oh, looking definitely. at that. So nothing like a Ziploc bag. If you are using one of those toiletry bags, there's some nice ones that sort of open up and have that see-through sort of scenario that yes. when you unwind it, you can hang that on the back of your, your hotel door and you can see everything that's there and you can, you know, have it in place. And much better than the ones that you're just loading in and you don't know what's in there never to see the bottom exactly wonderful advice thank you so much colette looks like another show is wrapped up and uh thank you very much colette Uh, what should i say what do you want me to say say um it's just been a pleasure talking to you again about some how to or organizing tips and we really enjoyed talking about planning vacation probably just reiterate what the okay okay Thank you very much, Colette, the organizing coach from Organize Anything, and her fabulous tips and advice when preparing for a vacation.